Hello, and welcome to the Wild Work Podcast. I am Karen Luxton, Wild Worker. In this episode, I chat with Willow Halloran to find out exactly what Wild Work is. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Wild Work. So, Wild Work is a not for profit initiative of the CCAD Partnership, which helps people, help nature, help people. And to help me talk about Wild Work today, I am joined by Willow Halloran, team leader at Wild Work. Hi, Will. Hi, Karen. How are you? Great to have you. So, let's talk a, bit, a little bit about what Wild Work is. Well, we mentioned that Wild Work is helping people to help nature to help people. That is our byline. But if we look at the big picture, like the really big picture of what we're doing, you think about humans here in Middleton, where we are today, in Cork, in Ireland, in the world, wherever you, wherever you are, we have been a species on this land for many thousands of years. And what's been happening over time, I'm referring to Ireland here now, but gradually, bit by bit, the quality from a health perspective of the landscape that we live in has been deteriorating. Because bit by bit, small piece here, small piece there, we've been degrading our landscape. And more in the last few hundred years, or with the last few decades, or more recent times, the pace at which we've been carving up the land and what some people might say destroying our landscape has gathered momentum. So there are different issues in there, in that, which we don't have to go into today. But broadly speaking, in the conservation movement, a lot of what we're trying to do is stop that or trying to conserve what might be left. Wild work's a little bit different. We take a slightly different view on things, whereby we look at, let's see what we can do to move things in the opposite direction. So we want to bring wildness back. If there is some degraded place, like an industrial estate, or a roadside, or some corner of a schoolyard, or wherever it might be, why not bring wildness back into that place and see if we can make it better? Because look, we'll all acknowledge there's still places where habitats are being degraded or destroyed yeah. or removed, but what we want to do is change it and go into places and make things better and bring wildness back into people's lives. Bringing wildness back into people's lives, yeah, something that I think a lot of people don't realize how much nature is around them on a very local scale. We tend to watch a lot of nature documentaries and think nature exists somewhere else. But what we really need to do is get back to looking at our own local nature. Couldn't agree more, Karen. So, broadly speaking, wild work, we have three main aims. One is to support employment opportunities, but in particular in the biodiversity sector. In Ireland at the moment, there's a lot of work to be done if we're going to help nature, okay? And a lot of people might know this, but there's a lot of talented people out there, well-educated people, very passionate people, who would love the opportunity to be able to work, be paid to work to help nature, but there's not a lot of money in that space. Absolutely. Present, is, yeah. present tense, okay? Yeah. And hopefully things are starting to change, but... Part of what Wildwork is about is trying to get money and investment into the biodiversity sector that can create jobs so that we together can tackle the issues that we have in society. Absolutely, as you said, a huge talent pool out there that is just being wasted. So the other thing that we're going to do is we're going to benefit society and nature. 
Of course, the two are inextricably linked with each other, but we think that, and we, we believe, I should say, that if we help nature, we're going to help ourselves. Yeah, we're going to help ourselves personally, but we're also going to help the community that we, work, that we live in, the workplace that we work in, the farm that we farm on. So we need to help these natural places because nature gives us so much. Absolutely, and it's trying to remind people of that again uh, in a positive way, I think, is really, really important. Definitely. And the positive is an important word that you bring up, Karen, because perhaps the most important thing that we do is we educate and we raise awareness. But we're not trying to raise awareness about terrible things that are happening in the land and trying to scare people into action. We actually we want to inspire people about what nature is around them. You know, open their eyes to the bees that are on the flowers or their ears to the robin that's singing over in the tree and help people to learn about the fascinating natural world that surrounds us in our everyday lives. Because many of us have experienced a sense of wonder, awe, inspiration, love, whatever words you want to throw in there about nature, in the garden or wherever it is. So if we tap into that more, we can inspire people to want to help it. Because I think, I don't know about you, Karen, but I think a lot of the reason why people are doing things to the natural world that aren't so good is perhaps because we have lost our sense of awareness about connection with nature and our own personal impact on it and so on. Yeah, absolutely. I think you and I would agree that we get so much pleasure from just the wonders of nature. And it's sad that not everyone experiences that. And a lot of what I think we see about nature news at the moment on the environment is bad news. And that can get just so depressing and so wearing that people would want to turn off even more. So to have someone promote the positive aspects of nature, I think, is great and exciting. So practically speaking? Yes, practically speaking. There is plenty of organizations out there that will promote nature and talk about how wonderful it is. But what is it that sets us apart? What do we do? Well, we get things done on the ground. We're on focused ground. on getting action implemented and supporting body of other organizations and people out there who are already trying to do stuff to help nature yeah, and help society. Our work though, in terms of what we actually do on the ground, there are, there are a few different aspects to it, but broadly speaking, uh, I would say that education is our biggest body of work. Uh, generally, there are education programs built into whatever we're actually doing. So whether that's out there doing, uh, trying to develop a, a biodiversity plan for a business, or whether that's working with a farmer to see how he might be able to help pollinators on a certain part of his farm or her farm. Wherever work we're doing, we're generally trying to educate the people we're working with or the stuff that we come up with together, we want to share that with others so they can learn from it. So education is a big part of our work, be it on its own right or part of other things. Then what we do as well, when we go into a place, like if it's a, say, a large uh, industrial area where there's a big company with a workforce of 500 people okay and they've got a big tract of land and they want to know well what can we do to improve our performance in terms of biodiversity or make this a better place to work what have you the starting point is we've got to find out what do they have 
So a lot of the time we end up doing assessments on areas that might take the form of habitat mapping. That's something we often do. That happens a lot in community settings as well. Because if you learn about what habitats you have in a particular area, you can learn about what sort of species might be there and what sort of actions might be appropriate to help certain stuff for other boys. Um, and this habitat mapping and these education programs, a lot of the time they lead into biodiversity action plans. Biodiversity action plans. That is a, a big term that is being used a lot at the moment, especially in tidy towns and community groups. So what is a biodiversity action plan? A biodiversity action plan is where you go and you find out what's the story about nature in this place. Yeah, What sort of habitats are there, like I referred to earlier? Is there What sort of species live here? Is there species of a conservation importance? Is there some rare bird? Or is there a big colony of a particular type of animal that's really important? Or are there badgers over in the woods? Or is there foxes hunting rabbits over there? Or is there some really old trees in the place? So what you want to do is learn the story about what you have. Because there's little point going out there saying, oh, nature needs our help, let's go planting trees, or let's go and putting up bird boxes or bat boxes or insect hotels or whatever else. First starting point is learn about what you have and then try and do something to help it. A lot of the time, people could have had, you know, really important rare grassland, and because they didn't learn about it, they might hear that planting trees is great, and they might come along and dig up the grassland, get rid of it, and plant a load of trees and celebrate their action they never found out the story of what they have. So a biodiversity action plan helps you to learn about what you have. That's the real important part of it. The second piece to a biodiversity action plan is the action bit. So it's the action plan then identifies actions that can be excuse me (laughs) that can be implemented to help what you have. So if you find out that you have a really old tree in the middle of your park in the community. Well, the action might be that we identify exactly how old it is. Or the action might be that we find out what type of tree it is and is there more of them around in the landscape. Or we try and do a historical investigation into who planted it. Is there some sort of significance about that? Or we might find out that no one knew that the tree was 350 years old so the action is to raise awareness about that amongst the community so the tree will be protected and valued forevermore yeah so a biodiversity action plan is a process where you learn all you can about what nature you have in a place and then that informs the actions and the other piece Karen that I didn't really mention and this doesn't always happen with biodiversity action plans but it's something that we strongly encourage all the time is that you involve and you engage people in the process of producing the plans. So you don't just go in there and make a plan and say, here, this is what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. So you might go in there and do consultation sessions or walks and talks with the people that are involved in that place and help them to help you identify what's there. Don't forget, like, yeah, a lot of people... there's so much knowledge in communities that they don't realise how amazing what they know is. And it's just being lost if they're not passing it on. Yeah, so a good biodiversity action plan should try and pull together all that stuff and put that forward into action. And if you do that, you're pretty much guaranteeing that there's going to be action actually happen. Because I guess that's the other thing. A lot of plans are developed, but they might never be enacted. Yeah. So if you engage people from the very beginning, often what can happen is the actions can be underway before the plan is ever even finished. You know? 
Um, I think that's yeah. It's so important to know what you have because we see a lot of people wanting to do things for nature, like planting wildflower meadows, or yeah, putting up bat boxes, cutting down trees, planting trees, and the good intentions are there. But if you lose a beautiful wildflower meadow to plant foreign flowers or introduce flowers, you're not making it better for nature. And that's why these plans are so important. And that's why it's so important to have someone who knows how to do the plans and who knows a little bit about nature. Yeah, of course. And another great way to learn about things and to know about things is to actually learn by doing and get stuck in, get your hands dirty. Yes. And you know what I'm referring to here, don't you? A wonderful place-based learning. Yeah. And in terms of getting the hands dirty, and that's something I get. I guess it's a bit different about wild work as well, is that we actually do physical work too. So we actually manage places for nature. We dig up ground and we sow meadows and we cut grass and we manage woodlands. So we do all that type of work. And it may be that we do it ourselves, the people working for us do it, or we also do consultation type of work where we can assist people who are already managing a place, like it might be a landscaping contractor, we'll say, we can come in and help guide them to tweak what they're doing so that the work that they're doing, the important and good work they're already doing, can be improved upon to make it even better for nature than it might be already. And I've always loved that about the wild work approach. It's not, look, we're going to go here and do everything different. It's, it is. It's just tweaking things to do them a little bit better. We're not going to come in and say, right, you have to do it all differently. It's just, well, maybe you let the grass grow a little bit longer here. Or you cut that a little bit later. It's real simple things that people can do. Yeah. And so the other thing about what we do, and this is important, it's who we do it with. We essentially work with everyone. Um, a lot of the time, if someone was to set up a business, they might go, who's going to be your client group? Who are you going to... Well, our client is community. And when we talk about community, that's in every sense of the word. Because, I mean, if you're talking about doing something or developing something within a community setting, this is a view of CCAD partnership, really, that I guess I'm reciting here. But unless we're engaging with the locals and local community, but also the businesses, business community, and the state organisations like the local authority, and academia to, to kind of underpin what you're doing and support it unless you're pulling together everyone who has an important role to play you're possibly going to be missing something really important and that's the other piece uh, Wellwork is an initiative of CCAT partnership which I already mentioned and CCAT has been involved in community development since 1995 and has a real strong network of organisations big and small that they're connected with and that's what we're doing also. So we're bringing everyone together. We're creating those connections. That's what we do in trying to create corridors for wildlife, like our pollinator project, where we want to improve the land for pollinators. Okay, But it's also what we're doing with people and organisations. We're improving connections between everyone to make things better for nature and people. Yeah, because if we're going to, to make things better, it's, it's down to all of us. We all have to get involved now. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is our first episode of this podcast, and it's an exciting thing for us to be doing. 
and we look forward to doing more and who knows what the podcast will entail Absolutely. what their focus will be yeah but i know that people will be listening to them and we've mentioned the people we work with already and this is the really special thing about wild work for me is that we provide a service to a whole range of people but we have a whole range of people giving it back to us tenfold and without you know those people that we're engaging with whether they're companies or whether they're teachers or whether people working for academic institutions or farmers or the local authority or the tidy Townsend group and so on I could mention so many different people there's loads of people involved in supporting wild work part of the movement in some way shape or form without all those people out there we wouldn't have a wild work you know and people are giving of their time people are giving of they're paying money into wild work for our services so we can help people to help nature and I'd just like to say this is our first episode but it's really important I want to say a huge thanks to everyone who's involved with this and thanks to you too Karen <laughs> for helping us put together this first podcast um, and that's it really I mean do, what else do we have to do? Are, we, are, we, are we missing anything I don't think so um, hopefully they will be covered if we have missed something it'll be covered in the future episodes that we will be doing and the voices that we will be showcasing in those episodes, I think, bring up a lot of, of interesting points and a lot of interesting... They have a lot of interesting things to say about wild work. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Um, I hope you check out a few more of our episodes. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Bye-bye.